Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to hour three of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk one oh seven one and live streaming on a device close to you. Carpenters. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly. Coming up in just a little bit. Alexis has the Wednesday edition of Am I the Asshat? Holly has the dirt alert. And then we're going to ping pong back to Alexis because she has a big fat movie review. Barbie. Alexis saw Barbie. Yep. So maybe we'll end the hour with some random facts. It's all coming up. Uh, thank you for being here. When did you see? Did you go yesterday afternoon to Barbie? Lex? I did. Yep. Had an Look afternoon you, date. Girl. Um, Angel was there too, so I've got what he thinks as well. I love it. Mm-hmm, That's coming great. up. At, oh, I love it. Which theater did you Just go to? to? Get out. We went to the Imagine Theater in White Bear Lake. Oh. And there were a few times where he was like, "Um, you have put down that recliner a little bit too much." <laughs> Talking to like, you? Touche, touche. So I had to lift <laughs> my body back up because, man, those seats are comfy. They are. Wow. I love Imagine Theaters. Love them. Uh, let's get started. That's coming up at 8.30. But right now, am I the asshole? Am, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. Am I wrong? Am I the asshat? Yes. Am I the asshat? Oh, I was like, oh, For... okay. Yes, I am, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. What would you guys do for this? I'm very curious. Am I the asshat for abandoning my friend's boyfriend after he jumped out of my car to confront a stranger? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we've had one like this before, but here's the scenario. Of course, we're reading right that we're pulling this right from the Reddit thread. So it's in this person's point of view, who's a 26 year old female. She says that my friend's 25 year old boyfriend and her friend, uh, who he's actually a really fr- friendly guy, uh, we got along pretty well. But he had an incredible—he has an incredibly short fuse, and even the smallest thing can send him from chilled to rage. So I was driving the three of us back to their home, and stopped at a junction, waiting to pull out. As a gap appeared, I started to move forward. A jogger ran across the front of the car, and I had to stomp on the brakes to avoid hitting him. He gestured at me and shouted something along the lines of, you know, watch out, you beep, 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 and then continued running. Well, my friend's boyfriend jumped out of the car and started shouting at this guy. 
this jogger who was now about 20 yards down the road stopped and turned around and shouted mm. back. So they started fighting in the street there. Oh, God. The jogger said something along the lines of, like, chill out. But my friend's boyfriend then ran after him and continued shouting at him. Oh, yeah. At this point, he was he was in the before he was in the car. Everything seemed to be fine. But then the cars behind me started beeping or honking at me. And so I had nowhere to go. I had to pull off onto the road. And and then I just decided that I was going to drive off because this was a pretty busy road. We were about 10 minutes walk from their home. And I felt that he can make it on his way pretty easily and that he might have needed some time to blow off some steam. So I said to my friend, who remembers a girlfriend, um, who was just in shock and didn't respond at first, that I'm just going to leave. And eventually she said, okay, and we drove back to their house. Well, when he got back to the house, he was still pretty angry, not raging like he was, um, but he did feel let down by me because I drove away without talking to him. And I explained to him that I had nowhere to go and that I didn't know if he ever want, if he wanted to get back into the car at that point anyway. He said fine, which, of course, we know what that word means, um, but he just... He was just sticking up for me and was annoyed that I'd abandoned him while he was doing so. I said I couldn't care less about the jogger. And that. And then he responded by saying, you would have done the same thing for me. And I said, no, I would not have reacted that in that way. And then he turned to his girlfriend and asked her what she thought about me admitting that I wouldn't have stopped for her. And she said that she didn't want to be dragged into this and left the room. I followed her and he went upstairs as well. I don't feel great about driving off, but at the same time, I'm glad I did because he regularly goes off like this and creates a bad atmosphere, which ruins hanging out or going to events together. And I'm glad he faced some repercussions for it, but he believes I let him down by driving off and now things are weird with my friend. Am I the asshat for driving off? 651-641-1071. If you'd like to chime let, in. Let me see. Let me make sure I understand this correctly. Mm-hmm. Sure. He drove. She drove off and just left him on the side of the road. Yeah. Yep. Because he had confronted the jogger. She figured um, we're only 10 minutes walk back to their place. So he could walk it off maybe and we'll see him at the house and the girlfriend's still in the car with her she's a my initial like pop instinct is she's a little bit of an asshat um uh you have the girlfriend you have the 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 significant other still in the car even if you even if you disagreed with him losing his temper um i i don't know if two wrongs make a right Mm. It seems a little weird to me. Things that just really just escalated little... with that jogger, too. Yeah. And you're leaving, if you're worried about a possible escalation, if you're worried about a fight, if you're worried leaving him alone, <laughs> seems to defeat that defeat the purpose. Get him back in the car. You and your friend try to calm the guy down and go home. I don't know. I do know. I, I, I think she's a little bit of an asshat for leaving him. And that's not, that is not me excusing him losing his temper. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole other question. 
But yeah, a little bit. Holly, what do you think? Yeah. And so to clarify this, he rolled out of the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He just straight up rolled out of the car. Yeah. They were stopped. He got out and started yelling at the jogger. Um, the only, yes, I agree with Jason where her abandoning him is asshat behavior. Mm-hmm. I also think it was asshat behavior for him to get out of the car and confront yes. the jogger. That's dangerous. That is, that is really dangerous. So on her part, if she felt like she was doing something to protect her safety and mm-hmm. he wouldn't get back in the car. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to make a split decision and be like, you know what? You, I got, I got to go because yeah, just maybe, even, yeah. even confronting that person, I would have been so angry that yeah. you were compromising my safety and the safety of the significant other by doing that. Because that actually happened to me way back in the day where I had a boyfriend who thought that he was going to save the day. But I'm like, do not confront people. Yeah, that's what you this guy's saying. You don't know what is happening between individuals, what yeah. is happening between there. I just leave it alone. You're not going to be a hero. Deal with it. I, I mm. just had... I, Holly, you just mm. quickly changed my mind. I like within seconds, but so I, I now agree with you wholeheartedly. This happened a, a small version of this yesterday. As far as confrontation, we were walking to uh, my father-in-law, Colin and I were walking to target field yesterday and there were three younger folks, probably in their twenties and they were walking to the light rail and the one had like um soup to go you know those campbells like plastic containers and like a sandwich eating it on the way and then threw the trash right in front of us threw the plastic stuff right on the ground i mean we're like two steps behind them and they just throw their trash right on the sidewalk Mm. and colin and i and that drives me nuts you know it does it's right up there just ugh. yeah um drives it's a it's a thing with me i'm like how are you but i didn't say anything colin goes i would have said something but you don't know nowadays you don't know what someone they could turn around and stab me and that's not being dramatic and that's not worth it that takeaway soup no i wanted to pick it up though i don't like litter bugs anyway let's go to the phone lines who Mm -hmm. uh who who do we have we've got denny Mm. hi denny Uh, hey denny Jenny, Jenny, oh, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. <laughs> no, I think this guy, the guy is the ass out here. Mm-hmm. You think He's the guy the that jumped out, that the friend that jumped out of the car? Oh, yeah. And honestly, oh. at that moment, that would have been a come to Jesus moment with my friend. I would have just said, look, here's the deal. He jumped out of the car. I have to assume he doesn't want to ride in the car anymore. And <laughs> I'm going to go. So if you want to join him, you're welcome. Or you can, you know, get a ride with me home. He'll be okay. But he chose this. He chose this. I'm not getting into this. And if you want this to be a thing in your life, then, you know, you might want to get out of the car, too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You may want to join him. Thank thank you, Jenny. (laughs) I, I know. Holly brought up a good point. How do you feel, Alex? I'm sorry. I, we didn't oh, even no. get yours. I'm I apologize. Oh, no, I'm glad that people are calling in and, and responding. Um, yeah, my first initial reaction was, wow, yeah, for driving away, that's kind of an asshat thing to do just because you're not sure. But but then as, you know, we're reading along here that this is kind of a um, 
a pattern with this guy and there has been no consequences. This is a consequence that, you know, hopefully he'll be okay and, and walk back and it sounds like he did. Um, but yeah, at some point it has to stop and, and maybe pulling over and having him get back in the car and then having that serious conversation after might've been the best situation. But in that moment, it can be scary. You don't know what's going to happen. And you just yeah. hope that jogger can run real fast if he's yeah. got a short fuse, you know? Oof. But, yeah, give, not the asshat. Let's give a listener the last word. Who do we have, Holly? We have Annika. Oh. Beautiful name. Hi, Annika. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. You get the last word. How do you feel? Okay. Um, so I'm a confronter, and I get that that is probably dangerous, but... I don't always, like, think before I react, I guess. And I've been in scenarios where I was with my family and there was a fight at a gas station. And I just instinctively was going to get out of the car and break it up. Not thinking about anybody else, anybody's safety. It just didn't occur to me. My brother was like, what are you doing? Get back in the car. So I get, like, the safety thing. And nowadays, everybody seems to have road rage and some kind of rage. So it is you do have to be really careful. But I don't think we would be having this argument if it was a woman who did what he did, because I feel like immediately you would think, well, maybe it's dangerous to leave a woman just on the streets without a ride mm. if it's a busy area. So I feel like uh, I mm. feel like that could maybe maybe change things a little bit. And um I don't know. I I get it. I get it. I get that it it can be dangerous, but I also understand that, you know, the guy was a jerk. He was a prick. He was disrespectful. And there's just so much of that happening right now that you get fed up. And sometimes you just have to, sometimes you have to vent a little bit, but I get, I understand the safety aspect of it. I, I kind of feel like a little bit torn on this one. Yeah, kind yeah. of in the middle. You know what? That's such a great point of view. Thank you for calling. I didn't even think about that. If the genders were switched, would we feel differently? And I think I would. Yeah. I would, I would be like, oh, that would be rude to leave a woman on the side of the road. Right. That's a good point. And that jogger, you don't know. That person might have had a short fuse, too. And who knows what could have oh. uh, yeah, yeah. happened there. Hmm. Thanks, everyone. Am I the asshat Monday and Wednesdays here on Jason and Alexis in the morning at the top of the third hour. Hey, guys, want to sign up for listener rewards? Do so now. You can win tickets to a Golden Girls play at Pantages or see comedian Nikki Glazer at the Mystic Showroom, Jersey Boys at Chanhassen Dinner Theater, tickets to the Minnesota Children's Museum. Sign up for listener rewards at mytalk1071.com. When we come back, Holly has all the big stories in the Dirt Alert when we come back. Today I've got some big congratulations and shout out to one of our favorite my talkers, Phil, and wife Tasha. You know our unpaid researcher, Phil. He yesterday he says my first equity dreams came true. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We closed on our house yesterday afternoon, which is just so awesome. Congratulations, Phil. Love hearing that. And of course, you've worked with a great team who's been in our market for 23 years and counting. Your local lender there. Yep, First Equity, they can do it all. Conventional, FHA, VA, first time home buyer. And they can shop multiple lenders, which of course is better for you as a buyer. If you're thinking about buying your first home, now's a great time to get your financial ducks in a row. You're locked and loaded, you're pre-approved for a mortgage, and you know, some sellers, they really put that at the top of the list. They wanna make sure that you're vetted and ready. So 763-251-8000 or use my talk keyword, David. Securities involve the risk of loss. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. If you want excitement, if you want thrills, if you want chills, it's all right here in the Dirt Alert with Holly Roberts. Hello, Holly. Ooh, Jason Alexis. You know, Barbie is the biggest movie in the land. Mm-hmm. Record-breaking box office over the weekend. So naturally, the question this week would be, Are we getting a sequel? Are we getting a Barbie 2? Well, Greta Gerwig Mm. was asked this by the New York Times. And she said, at this moment, Barbie, the movie that just came out last weekend, you know what? It's all I've got. (laughs) She said, but I feel like that at the end of every movie. Like, I'll never have another idea. And everything I wanted to do, I did. Now, she also explained, I wouldn't want to squash anybody else's dream, but for me, at this moment, I'm at totally zero. Oh. Yeah. Well. That's real. It's real. And. Let me just revel in this for a second. Yeah. A $162 million North American opening weekend at the box office. Wow. Leave her alone. (laughs) Just. (laughs) People leave. Let her. Let her. Let her swim. Let her bask in the sun. Thank you. Let her swim in these waters. You know, <laughs> this, this is why we can't have nice things. Just you know what I mean. Yeah. Let let her let her enjoy this. Yeah. And she said, Greta Gerwig, director, co-writer of Barbie, that it's been amazing to walk around and see people in pink. And she said, never in my wildest dreams did I imagine something like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and may can I just ask the question? Just it's Please. like the, the thing it, it's like the thing just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. I don't know if we need another Barbie movie. Yeah, I was just thinking about that actually. I don't think we do. Co-signed. Okay. Co-signed. Lex, are you are you going to co-sign? Yeah, yeah I I'm yeah, I'm you really feeling too? that direction as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you. I'll, yeah. I'll get the lawyers on the documentation. Okay, great. And we yeah. will get Alexis's review of Barbie 
That's in, the right. ne- in the next segment where mm-hmm. you, uh, Alexis, elaborate more on your thoughts and opinions. Now, Killian Will Murphy, do. who's the star of Oppenheimer, the uh, part of the Barbenheimer experience, you know, he's, he <laughs> was asked, like, he's he's open to playing a Ken in Barbie 2. Now, he said, let's read the script and have a conversation. So ah, <laughs> he's going to be the Ken with the weird eyes. He's weird Ken. (laughs) Or the scary eyes. (laughs) That's why he's so good. His eyes is just, he's haunting. Mm -hmm. I I love the fever over Michael Sarah playing little known Alan, the Ken (laughs) doll that that lasted for like on the shelves for like what, two years? Yep. Have you, Lex, really quick, have you an Angel? Really? Well, have you and Angel come across an Alan doll uh, at your business? You know what? I, mm, I, I believe so. Okay, I'm sorry to be put hot, you in the spot it's there. It's a hot item because you're right. He wasn't v- there for very long. No. Um. So if we ever did, it probably sold right away. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So maybe we'll have Weird Ken. You know, there is yeah. a character in this movie that's called Weird Barbie. Yep. So we shall see. You know, he hasn't seen Barbie yet, but he's very excited to see that movie because, you know, a lot of people have been coming out in support of both movies. Out, have nothing to do with this. Even Tom Cruise, bless his heart, Mission Impossible 7, he's trying to get there at the box office, but he's doing his best Tom Cruise supporting Barbenheimer, you know, because he is the savior of the cinematic experience. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though, God, Mission Impossible, there's a, another story. Yeah. Oh. That just kind of fizzled, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, well, now there's can... more options. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? When you have the fourth biggest box office weekend of all time, of all time, it's kind of hard to compete with that. And you just have to sit back and relax and hope that Mission Impossible 7 breaks even. But we know that we're getting Mission Impossible 7 Part 2 sometime in the future. So, you you know, it's not it's not over yet. Nope. It's oh. not over yet. Over yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of movies at the box office this weekend, The Haunted Mansion is opening. Yes! Oh. This is the second iteration of Disney's Haunted Mansion ride to hit the silver <laughs> screen. Uh, you know, it's getting mixed reviews so far, but congratulations to that film star, Lakeith Stanfield, and his wife. He, he not only, surprise, got married, but they're also parents to a new baby boy. Oh, yeah. nice. So, Lakeith Stanfield, his wife, uh, her name is Casimir, and they're also parents. So, there you go. I mean, it's a big day. Big day. Whoa. Big day for Lakeith and Casimir. Congratulations to them. Wow, lots the, of celebrating. Yeah, the Haunted Mansion in theaters Friday. When we come back in theaters now, Barbie. But does Alexis like Barbie's dream house as much as everyone else does? We're going to find out with her big fat movie review next. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor. From like the 70s or 80s. What's new under the sun? Malibu Barbie. She's Mattel's super new suntanned Barbie. Hey, Barbie's got a golden tan now. With sunny super gold hair. Malibu Barbie has her own beach towel and sunglasses and Malibu friends. All with that suntanned skin that makes them look great wherever they go in any of the groovy new fashions. Malibu Barbie, Francie, Skipper, and Ken. They're the sunset. Dolls and other costumes sold separately. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial.
We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? My big fat movie review. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis in the morning, celebrating a Barbie like only we can. And uh, we have seen Barbie, and now so has Alexis. Take it away, girl. Oh, yeah. It's a hat trick of seeing the Barbie movie. Oh, yeah. I saw it yesterday with my husband, and uh, it was a nice little you know lunch date. Oh, nice. And um, I, I really liked it. I'm going to say I really, really liked it. I thought it was wildly creative in the telling of the story, the setup, how real life and doll life don't match up most of the time. Um, but I have to admit, when I left, I did not feel good. I wanted to weep. And I was very grateful that I had sunglasses on and yeah. that we were going to the farmer's market afterward because that really helped my mood. Oh. Um, there were some hard truths and it does make you think. And that's one reason why I really love it. Um, but some real hard truths that, you know, as women focusing on, you know, how distracted we can be, how we make false enemies with other people, with ourselves, how oftentimes you know, some of these fights are things you know, that we fight with things that we are close, like are closer to us, are more familiar. And, um, you know, it just reminds it just reminded me, especially just like how distracted we are in the world right now. Whether it's like pretend life or that we're pretending things aren't happening or we're, we're fighting like, uh, you know, battles with ourselves and with others that aren't really real. And so anyway, <laughs> that was kind of my extent of feeling as I left. Just like, whoa, okay, yes, we're highlighting all of this, but what now? So those were kind of my ultimate feelings other than, you know, just like just loving this original story, loving the brightness and and the joy that you also see, but also how relatable and just sometimes, you know. Just feeling like, well, what, 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 what now? Of course, the UB, you, the UBU kind of theme is, of course, what we how we feel. Um, but sometimes you being you um, doesn't work in the world. And that was part of this, too. You know, seeing like the weird Barbie we brought up uh, that Kate McKinnon plays a weird mm-hmm. Barbie. Um, there, another takeaway is I wanted to see more weird Barbies, because when you really think about as you're playing with your Barbies, you're cutting their hair. It's not just one of them. And, you know, I guess, you know, and it makes sense that in the world that she would kind of be ostracized, which I thought was just an interesting twist to the story. So, yeah, there's just lots of thoughts. Um, you know, like so maybe some Barbies with hand-braided hair or, like, mixed-up outfits, because that was one of my favorite things to do was take their outfits off and put a different top with different pants, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I really loved America Ferreira's performance. I thought she did a really great job. Margot Robbie as well. You know, Will Ferrell's being Will Ferrell, Kate McKinnon's being Kate McKinnon. I think there was just enough dose of that. Um, you know, that's those are my thoughts. I want to make sure but I, I liked understand. it a lot. <laughs> if that yeah, makes I any think, sense. <laughs> well, I think I'm a little confused. So 
what what made you want i don't think because i want to fully understand because you know as a guy i think it rings differently for me yeah i mean so that's I the want, conversation I, that my husband and i had afterward too yeah he was like i don't even really want to think about that other stuff but wow like well, how cool did they tell that story and i'm like yeah but i really want to just break down and cry right now i really do and what? it's just such an emotional roller coaster of just some things that in the doll world that especially America Ferrera was bringing up to kind of knock some of them out of this reality that they're feeling. And then it, it, it worked as a, it's a good reminder that we're so distracted by all of this other crap. Her that, monologue. Yes. The monologue. Her, her long mo- and what yeah. happens after that? I mean, it just, it just felt, it just was like, wow. Yeah. You know, it was like, it was kind of a kick in the pants. And that was kind of part of it for me. I I don't know if you felt that way, Holly, but... Well, yeah, I mean, I think there are very powerful messages in Barbie. And speaking specifically to America Ferrera's monologue, she delivers this in Barbie land. And what she's trying to get at in that monologue is that society, if you are female, you're a woman, it's never enough. It's, you know, you are never enough and that it is tiring carrying that burden. No matter what you do, you are never enough and you're going to be criticized for this or for that. And that the burden that I, you know, I I, I would speak to uh, personally feeling that in as much as it's like, oh, wow. Okay. You can't win. You're speaking some truth there, America Ferreira. And so then, you know, to uh, to your point, Alexis, I, I suppose trying to understand your feeling of like, yeah, we just lifted the veil on some truths. I don't know if there's actionable steps right, right. after Barbie. Well, right. Yeah. And, and that is the question that Barbie brings up. That movie is Barbie lives in Barbie land. And they think that they have solved everything by just being themselves, being these perfect Barbies. But in fact, the real world, quote unquote, has not received the messages that Barbie was delivering. And in fact, Barbie is not seen as the ultimate figure of positivity. And there's a lot of criticism against Barbie. Right. Those teenagers, America Ferreira's daughter in that cafeteria scene at the high school. Right. Yeah, um, it's just so layered, and and the way that they depict that in different worlds and different ages, it just it's brilliant. Is really what it is. And I, I'm I'm just fascinated, and I don't want to get because it's you know the, uh, un, unbelievably a movie featuring dolls has been made political because well everything is political now. Mm-hmm. But that's why I listening to you and taking in what you're saying and i and i took in i mean i would i was moved by america's monologue her character's monologue but i gotta tell you as a man mm-hmm. this this criticism oh this yeah. this eye roll inducing fainting couch that it is anti-man oh, and it yeah, is no i don't understand that at, i really do not i really i i I don't this understand is a on, that at on all. Culture, yeah, what's actually happening? That's what I'm saying. These are hard well, truths. and there's a. Dist- I think that there is a distinction between criticizing the concept of patriarchy versus being anti-man. Because spoiler alert, we'll talk just a little bit about more of the journey of Ken being enamored and taken over by concepts of patriarchy wasn't good for ken either no and it wasn't good for the kens and ken is kenoff 
He's Ken Off. Exactly. <laughs> At the end of the movie, just by being him, and he can be a self-actualized individual without being caught up in these constraints of, of masculinity. Of masculinity. He can be Ken Off, and if you but, know, yeah, yeah, and Go it's ahead. a spectrum I, for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, just and maybe there's some people listening that feel this way. Even what you just said, Holly has people on their heels. Yeah, fine. Even questioning. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, even hearing the word patriarchy, I heard that from one critic of the movie. It's like, oh, if we drank every time. I don't understand. It doesn't make a man weak weak to explore these things. Absolutely not. It's not not a net negative. I just don't understand that. Maybe it's just because I was raised very differently. Maybe um, these I, are I, people I, whose power is invested in maintaining the patriarchy. Oh! <laughs> Where's that bell? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, let me find, yeah. There we go, thank you, yeah. Okay! There you go, Lex, I made it even more dramatic. Yeah, wow. There we go. Oh, man. Yeah. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I, it just, I, it just cracks me up, but yeah, it doesn't surprise me. And, um, right. And, and part of it is, is just going, okay, well, maybe I don't necessarily believe that, but I'm going to go for this ride and I'm, I'm just going to explore, be open to this movie. Really quick, you mentioned on Hill. Did he like it though? On whatever level he liked it, absolutely, yes. Okay. And, and and I think right away because he could sense that I was like having all the feels that mm-hmm. you know what he really liked it for that for the brilliant telling of it as well, and yeah. uh, the way that they used the Barbies and you know he liked the Allen because that was really fun and you know we were into <laughs> the vintage toys so to see a lot of that especially in the credits at the end it was really fun to see and and also some of the choices that Mattel made about which Barbies were discontinued i mean that part is pretty fascinating too yeah I, so yeah lots lo- of good he loved it too oh good yeah yeah uh we're gonna take a break a barbie now playing at a theater near you we'll be right back with some random facts Nick- this is fun the music so is good. really good in this too it's so good welcome oh. back welcome back to the show jason and alexis in the morning uh Boom. Now I'm supposed to be talking. Okay. The green light go. Um, Hi. Chase, Lex, Holly, you. Woo-hoo! Perfect party. This is from the Barbie soundtrack. One little Barbie note. Speaking of what we talked about, uh, I read the story too. I don't want to give these uh, morons any more attention than they deserve, but uh, just like Little Mermaid, because people were, oh my God, aghast that there could be a black mermaid. Uh, people are uh, review bombing Barbie. Uh, the Rotten Tomato score uh, has gone down uh, suspiciously uh, because it's getting review bombed. Uh, it was just fine a couple days ago. And then it's just it, these people have a lot of time on their hands. A lot of time on their hands. Ugh. Anyway, we're doomed. Where's the asteroid? Anyway. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. 
Uh, Jason and Alexis in the morning. It is now time for random facts. And now it's time for random random facts. One, two, three, four. Hi, everybody. It's time for random facts. You ready, Lex? Ready. Ready, yeah. Holly, Holly, you ready? Of course. Oh, I like this first one. Here we go. Number five. Elmer's glue has six calories in a teaspoon. <laughs> oh, that explains a lot as a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Were you a glue eater, Lex? I have I have had some glue. Yeah. I Holly- I've oh. definitely tasted a little like, you know, um popsicle stick of uh that paste that tastes yeah. minty. Yes. <laughs> yep. Or we would Holly, dry you- glue on our hands. Yeah. Oh, see the dried glue is what I would chew on. Yeah. Holly, did you uh, enjoy the the, the glue? Mm, missed out on that fine delicacy. Okay. <laughs> How about pasta necklaces? <laughs> Probably not on one of those hard little pieces of rigatoni. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Number four. The Super Bowl halftime show switched from marching bands and not-so-famous musical acts to really famous ones after 1992, when in living color ran a live broadcast on Fox during halftime that drew 22 million viewers. Wow. Wow. Who knew that it started with In Living Color? I love that fun fact. Thank you. Well, thank you. I'm glad I could make your segment happier. A little fire marshal, Phil. And then the next year, they got Michael Jackson, by the way. The next year was Michael Jackson. yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Number three. America's... Eighth, number eight, eighth biggest export. What do you think it is? What? Well, just take a guess, Lex. Um, what's our eighth, eighth exports, biggest export? Um, I'm guessing it's somewhere in the food world. Um, okay. Spam. Okay, Holly. What do you think? Big money, big money. I'm gonna big guess. Money. Wisconsin cheese. Mm. No, it is <laughs> okay. Human and animal blood. It makes up 2.7% of U.S. exports. I thought that would be higher on the list. <laughs> I know people tend to get Don't all the vet all the time. Yeah. Going to Transylvania? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I, uh, huh. Number two. Rodney Dangerfield was the first entertainer to um, have Roger... Um, Oh, was it some kind of award? A website. Uh-oh. Ooh, he was getting in that GeoCities life. Yep. He launched Rodney.com in 1995. Wow. Cool. Who would have known? I would never have guessed him. No. Never. The kids don't even know who Rodney Dangerfield is. He still oh. has the domain. Does he? Yes. Wow. Rodney.com is the website of Rodney Dangerfield. Oh. And ah. it's gotten an upgrade since 1995. Oh, it has? It doesn't Get, look like Windows 95? No, yeah. it doesn't have like <laughs> little flashing GIFs <laughs> that sparkle. And finally, number one, your random fact for Wednesday, July 26, 2023. The word footage came about because film was measured in feet. Ah, cool. I didn't know that either. Oh, no. 
Isn't that interesting? Very. <laughs> My voice went up, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, everybody. You're right. Oh. Perfect. Oh, yeah. footage. I, I did and not, not know And that. not the metric system. No. Hmm. What movie was it recently that I was I laughed because I said, oh, God, Alexis would love this because you have to think about math. Maybe it was Oppenheimer. No, it wasn't. It was something else. Oh. And, I, and I said, oh, God, I have to. <laughs> I, it's Alexis's dream come true. I'm thinking of math. And oh. I can't think of what it was recently. Oh, if you do. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, mm. I was like, oh, God, I got I to gotta, I gotta solve for X during this movie. And well, I don't. You're constantly do... doing that, Jesus. I know, but. I didn't want to in this particular movie, and I can't remember <laughs> what if I, I was a, a cocktail or four in and, and didn't really want to solve for X or Y or Z at that point. Was it a but Hallmark movie? Maybe. Oh. I don't, I, I'm, I'm sure Colin will has text Shark me in a little started bit. Has started yet? No. It has. It, it has. has. Okay, anyone watching oh, anything? Well, your boyfriend is uh, the the yeah. uh, host, uh, uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah. He's hosting a whole a whole shebang. Sure yeah. is. We we watched the premiere, which was these inve- these uh, uh, scientists got inside a fake orca to entice the great whites to bite the fins in order for them to uh, harpoon them and track them, put trackers on them. Uh, so they oh. they were in these giant orca, this giant orca, fake orca. And then the scientists, they were obviously uh, appealing to the great whites. The great white would come and hopefully just bite the fin. And then while the great white was feasting on the fin, boom, they would put a tracker on these sharks. To me, this all uh, was it seemed very dangerous to me. Because what if the great white went for the belly? You know what I mean? I, I, I just, oh, oh, God, it scared right. me to death. I did not Fascinating. enjoy Fascinating. Wait, Wow. Yeah. Science, that's incredible. Science, I don't know. I'd be concerned about being in the orca because remember earlier this year, named Earl, by the way. Yeah, those uh, real orcas have gone rogue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm, in the Iberian Sea and uh, off the co- coast of the Atlantic. True. And if there was any, if they sniffed out any imposter, that's what I'm saying. They right. <laughs> You, worry about you can't put you on use. you can't put on the Groucho Marx glasses on your giant orca outfit and pretend that you're one of the pack. <laughs> uh, they the smell fear. Here, yeah. <laughs> right. Also, the sharks are mad because the damn ocean's a hundred degrees. Uh, Did you look, guys read that too? Look, they're livid. The, the, it's it's hot. The ocean's like yeah. You, you I'd be could, mad uh, too. Yeah. Yes. The whales are revolting in Australia. Oh. <sighs> Oh, my well, goodness. Where's the asteroids? <laughs> yeah. The sea was 100 degrees in Miami. Yes, yes that's what it was. Yeah. 100 degrees, Lex. Mm-hmm. That's like bath water. Oh, oh yeah. Gross that's bath water. Jacuzzi water. A trade with whoever has the one with the jacuzzi. <laughs> There's my Janice from the Muppets imitation. <laughs> one of the few imitations that I can do. Well, on that lovely, disastrous oh. first, uh, uh, point, uh-huh. we're going to wrap up our show. Uh, If you're a kid listening and you're being bullied, you go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. Friends, you be you. Have a fantastic day. We love you so very much. Donna and Steve experience up next. We'll talk tomorrow. Bye for now.